The Giants beat the Ravens to move to 5-1. and one. The Jets went into Lambeau and beat the Packers to move to 4-2. and two. Oh, yeah. And the Bills beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. New York football. It's doing pretty well. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back once again with you. Hope everybody had a great weekend. A little bit of an announcement here at the beginning of the show. Sorry for no show yesterday. Had some technical difficulties that impacted our ability to release the show. But no worries, because the show that you are getting today is the show that I would have done yesterday. It is the same topic, the same conversation, because, listen, it is not to every day that you all three New York football teams are playing this well and have these big moments all on the same weekend. So we are going to devote some time to that here on the show. We'll talk Giants, Jets, and Bills. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You're going to find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. They are always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and you're going to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And and listen, everybody, I don't know where to start today's show because we got three teams that are deserving of, of a conversation. They are deserving of having their moment in the sun. And I guess we'll just go in order. We'll go in the order that the games happen. We'll talk about the Giants, the Jets, and then we'll finish with the Bills. But that order has no meaning, no bearing on the impact that these three wins had for these three franchises. And Listen, we'll start with the New York Giants, who might be the surprise of the three because of the record, because of who they beat, because of how they're doing this, who they're doing it with, and where where the limit could be for this football team. The New York football Giants are 5-1. and one. The New York football Giants are in prime position. They are tied for second place in the NFC East. They are in prime position to make a playoff run. You've heard me say it on this show before. I'm going to continue to say it. A win is a win is a win in the National Football League, and you are what your record says you are, specifically after six weeks and specifically after you beat the Baltimore Ravens with an MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. That was not a shorthanded Ravens team by any stretch. They have their star quarterback. They have the guy that makes that engine churn, and the Giants, they play their style of football. They play the way Brian Dable wants them to play. They play gritty. They play tough. It's going to be close scoring. It is going to be down to the wire. It is going to be a Giants team that's going to pride themselves on playing aggressive, fast defense. They're going to run the football. They're not going to ask Daniel Jones to do a whole lot, and they're going to keep themselves in the game where if a couple of plays can go their way, they're going to end up on the right side of of the score sheet. And so far, five of the six times they've played this season, that's the way it's played out for the New York Giants. And that, that's the recipe. Saquon Barkley being back to the Saquon Barkley that was taken with the number two overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. He is a superstar for this team because everybody in the building, the Giants, the Ravens, the referees, the fans, the popcorn vendor, the guy taking tickets out at the parking lot. Everybody knows what the Giants game plan is going to be going into these football games. We're going to run it a lot with Saquon Barkley. We're going to throw it maybe 20 times with Daniel Jones. We're going to ask our quarterback to not make a ton of mistakes because we don't have the infrastructure to be able to support him in terms of offensive weaponry. 
And we're going to hope that that's going to be good enough to keep us in these games. And that's what they're doing. Saquon Barkley is the MVP of this team. He is the lightning bolt of this team. He is this team. Normally, the quarterback is your leader. Normally, the quarterback is the face of your team. He's the guy that makes the engine go. No. For the New York Giants, it is Saquon Barkley. As he goes, this team is going to go. And that's why I feel as if I'm bought in now. I'm bought into the coaching staff here, the culture that they're setting up. And you talk about how, is this sustainable? Can they keep this up? I don't know if the Giants can keep up a 5-1 pace and have one of the best records in the National Football League and record-wise be one of the best teams in the National Football League. I don't know if I can say that, but what I can say is this is repeatable. Yeah, they're going to have more road games in the second half. A nice schedule has allowed them to play at home, but they went over to London and they beat the Green Bay Packers. They had the Ravens at home, a good football team. They won. You can't discount those two things. They're a team that plays hard, they're coached well, and as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy and you get the Saquon that we have seen through the first six weeks of the season, they are going to have a chance to win every single game they play. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is how well coached this team is, and you got to give Brian Dable a ton of credit. He has gotten the buy-in from every single member of his coaching staff, of the front office, of his players, the fans. Everybody is bought into what they're doing, and you can't blame them with the way the results have panned out. And so when you have that level of buy-in, when you have that level of support, when you have that level of culture this early into year one of your tenure, yeah, the sky's the limit for this Giants team, and I don't think we should take the playoffs off the table. This is a team that is squarely in a position uh, to be a playoff threat in the NFC. Guys, they won five games already. How many more games is this team going to have to win in order to make the postseason? I mean, there's a lot of parity in the league right now. We can talk about all these teams that were supposed to be good that are in the middle of the pack, and you don't need me to read you all the teams, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to spare you that. But just pull up the standings in both the AFC and the NFC. There is parity all over the place. All of these teams are still in the hunt. There's maybe three teams that I can count that would be completely out of it or are multiple games out of it to where they're going to have to do a lot of work. The Panthers, the Raiders, and maybe the Texans you're going to throw on that short list. Other than that, everybody else has got enough wins in the early going to where they're in the mix. So for a Giants team that has already banked away five wins and everybody else is kind of just hanging around, hanging together, how many more wins are the Giants going to need to secure a playoff spot? Four? Three? Is eight wins going to get in the NFC? Is nine wins going to get you a wild card spot in the NFC? Certainly looks like that could be the case. And so you look at the remaining schedule with 11 games to go. The Giants have to find three wins, four wins. So yeah, they might not be able to keep up this pace, but they don't need to. They might need to win three or four more games and they're a playoff team. And could you imagine what New York would feel like if Giants fans in year one with a new coach and a new GM after what they've gone through with Pat Shermer and McAdoo and Joe Judge and Gettleman and all how behind they all thought they were. Think about this. Giants fans thought they were so behind. And in year one, you go out and get the offensive guy that helped Josh Allen be successful in Buffalo. We'll get to them in a minute. And you're this good this early? Now, is it long-term sustainable over the course of three, four, five seasons? No, there's going to be overhaul to this roster. But live in the moment, Giants fans. You deserve it. I'm certainly living in the moment with the team we're going to talk about next, the New York Jets. So live in the moment, enjoy it, because, man, this is a fun ride, and I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. They're going to be in every game. They're going to be competitive. They're going to find some wins, and they don't need that many more wins to find themselves square in the NFC playoff picture, and that is a welcomed, welcome sight uh, for the New York Giants. Now, I mentioned the New York Jets. Let's talk about them, because that Packers team that just got beat by the Giants in London, they came home and said, no, we're not going to panic. We're not going to worry about things. 
Because, wait, we're going to come home. We're going to have an opportunity at home. We don't lose back-to-backs under Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. We don't lose at home under Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. We don't do that in this era. Well, the New York Jets went in there and for four quarters were the better football team on both sides of the ball. They were the better offensive team. They were the better defensive team. They certainly had the better special teams with a blocked field goal and a blocked punt that led to a touchdown. The New York Jets were the better football team for all 60 minutes. How many times can we say that an opposing team went into Lambeau Field and for 60 minutes was the better team over an Aaron Rodgers-led team? Now, Aaron Rodgers not under center, okay, no big deal. But Aaron Rodgers under center. And the Jets went in there and they were the better football team. We talk about buying into what the Giants are doing. Let's talk about why we can buy into what the Jets are doing. There's a lot more talent on this Jets team than that Giants team I just spoke about. Because look at who's making an impact for the Jets. Brees Hall, a rookie for this team that they traded up for in the second round, calls an audible, calls his own number on a play, and takes it for a touchdown. Garrett Wilson has been fantastic in the early going, the 10th overall pick. You want to talk about the defense? The young players? I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker on offense, excuse me, I'm not going to skip that, how he's playing his third different position this year, the fourth different position he's played in his one in plus seasons in the NFL. It's not even one and a half seasons yet. Guys played left guard, right guard, left tackle, and right tackle, and has been excellent in all four spots. He's playing right tackle right now in a pinch for this team. On the defensive side of the ball, 24-year-old Quinnen Williams is absolutely dominant up the middle for this Jets team. His pass rush is unbelievable. And oh, by the way, the guy they took with the number four pick in the draft, Sauce Gardner, running off the field with a cheese head after that defense, led by him, he's one of the leaders of that defense, played some inspired football. That's what makes the Jets repeatable. They got young kids who just going with it. They don't know the same old Jets. They don't know the butt fumble. They don't know all of these things that have led to Jets fans wondering when the shoe is going to drop. They're like, no, this is different. We're going to go out here and ball because we're talented. Sauce Gardner easily, right now, as a rookie, six games in, is a top 10 corner in the league. Sauce statistic, and if I misquoted, apologies, but you'll get the point of the statistic. Sauce Gardner's taken 40 snaps in man coverage, I believe was the stat. He's given up one catch for six yards. In a league in which there are no shutdown corners anymore. That doesn't exist. You got two young guys doing it. Pat Sertan of the Broncos, who the Jets are going to play this week. And Sauce Gardner's doing it as well as a, as a first-round pick, number four overall, making that kind of impact as a rookie. The coaching is making adjustments. It was my biggest gripe about the New York Jets. I wish I had started this podcast the first couple of weeks of the season. You probably would have gotten a rant in here somewhere of the coaching, not making the adjustments, not doing what they've needed to do offensively, defensively, getting their important players on the field in big spots, defensively with their pass rush rotation. Well, they've, they've changed that too in the last couple of weeks. They sent Saras Gardner on a man blitz, first play of the game against Miami, something they never do. Causes a safety on the first play. The rotation of the pass rush has been better. And man, the credit to Mike LaFleur in the LaFleur Bowl going up against his brother, the head coach of the Packers, just making a concerted effort to say, hey, well, you know what? They can't stop us running the ball. We're going to run the ball until they show that they can stop us. They didn't ask Zach Wilson to do a whole lot. Just like we talked about Daniel Jones not being asked to do a whole lot. The Jets yesterday didn't ask Zach Wilson to do a whole lot. And he's done a lot this year. The two touchdown drives against Pittsburgh, what he's able to do against Miami. But they said, hey, this is working. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Braxton Berrios, get in the run game. Get our guys out in space. Get a couple blocks. They are big play after big play after big play. And so at 4-2, and two, with the Broncos coming to town, and this is not in order, but here are some of the games remaining on the schedule for the New York Jets. They get the Patriots twice. They have the Dolphins again. 
They got the they got the, the Bills twice. Okay, there's some tough games in there, but they also get the Bears. They get the Jags. I believe that's a Thursday night game. Apologies in advance for all, all, all the, the fans of the lovely primetime games that we've been getting lately. Did everybody enjoy that Monday night football game last night? I certainly did. Hopefully you can catch the sarcasm in that, that delivery on that line there. The Vikings, the Lions, the Seahawks. Some tough games in there, but winnable games. And that's the shift for, I think, both the Giants and the Jets. There is a shift to, hey, we want you to just be competitive. We want you to play for four quarters. Get to, get to the end of November into December and just be on that in-the-hunt graphic when they show for the playoff picture. Now, for both of these teams, it is squarely make the playoffs. Those are the new expectations. And they're not unruly. They're not unreasonable. They're not unfathomable. Both of these teams are playing the type of football that can get in to the playoffs as a Walker team, especially now with the expanded playoffs adding that extra team. And what it would mean for New York football to have both of those teams who have been in the cellar, who have been the laughing stock, who have been picking near the top of the drafts for the last six, seven, eight years, for both of those teams in the same season to come back and be able to make the playoffs in their respective conferences, boy, would that be something special. Boy, would that be a lot of fun. So the Giants are playing inspired football. The Jets are playing inspired football. And I'm buying into both of these teams because of the culture that their coaches are setting up. And I think the schedule for the Giants, they don't need that many more wins to probably be in position to make the playoffs. And I think the same for the Jets. It's a 4-2 and two start compared to the 5-1 and one start for the Giants. But I don't know how many more wins they're going to have to really get. They'll have to probably get to 9, 10 wins to probably make the AFC. AFC is normally somewhat of a bloodbath. There's a 10-win team that sometimes <laughs> misses the playoffs. I'm looking at you, the Miami Dolphins. You've done that once or twice recently. So, man, I'm in. I'm in on both of these teams. and It's fun to say this. It's fun to, to have this excitement every week. It's fun to, to live and breathe on every play uh, as a Jets fan again. I will tell you that there have been these last couple of years, you've just been like, okay, the results don't really matter. Can we make progress? Can we go in the right direction? Now I've thrown all that out the window, man. I got a coach that has, that has changed my opinion of him, a young quarterback that we're still trying to evaluate, but he's been a big part of why they've been able to be successful, and a young group of players on both sides of the ball that are ready to make an impact right now, and they have been doing so. But let's finish talking about the Buffalo Bills who got potentially the biggest win of the three teams because they go into Arrowhead, they go into Kansas City, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 24-20 to in another duel between these two excellent quarterbacks, these two excellent teams. And if I wasn't, fan, if I wasn't a fan of an AFC team, I would say, hey, why don't we do this in the AFC Championship uh, for the next decade? That would be a lot of fun. I would like my team to have a say in that just, to, just maybe once or twice. But boy, will I sign up for Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, for Andy Reid and Sean McDermott, for the Bills and for the Chiefs. I will sign up for that. Prime time, please and thank you. Don't put this in that 4 o'clock window. Don't put it in the 1 o'clock window. Give me some prime time, Monday night, Sunday night, Saturday night if it's late enough in the season. Give us this game in prime time. And for the Buffalo Bills, that had to feel good. It had to feel somewhat cathartic to go into Arrowhead and to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, I know it's the regular season. And yes, you still remember 13 seconds. And yes, you still remember you being stopped from a trip from the AFC Championship game because of the 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 magician that is Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do in that final sequence. But boy, did it have to feel good to prove to yourself, to be able to say, hey, we went into Arrowhead, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs, because that's what the Bills have been doing the last couple of years. They have been building themselves up to be able to play that game, to be able to beat the Chiefs, because the last couple of years, everything has run through Arrowhead. Everything has run through Kansas City. And so if you're going to want to take a trip to the Super Bowl, to the AFC Championship game, if you want to make a run through the AFC playoffs, it has required you to go through Kansas City. 
And so you're going to, at some point, you're going to have to prove that you can do it. Well, not only did the Bills do it here in the regular season, but they did one very important thing. Now they have that all-elusive head-to-head tiebreaker. That means if these two teams end up with the same record at the end of the season, everything is now going to run through Buffalo. That's the most important thing that happened over the weekend for the Buffalo Bills, that they earned that opportunity where if these two teams match up again, and certainly you'd have to say those are the, that's the class of the National Football League, although the Eagles would like, a, would like a word, but certainly in the AFC, those are the two teams that you look at and say, boy, you're, there's, a, there's a gap between those teams and everybody else. And so if those two teams meet again in an AFC Championship game right now, that game would be in Buffalo, and that is the biggest thing that has happened. to the. And, and listen, credit where credit is due, because Brandon Bean has, has built this team, and he's made a lot of these picks, but the last couple of seasons, it has been very specific moves, almost in, in a game of chess, to be able to win this game to be able to outduel the Chiefs to have this moment. And there's a long season to go, and a lot of things can happen that could change the way this plays out. But the Bills have the early advantage on the chessboard. Imagine a chess game. The early going, they've got board position. They've got their pieces in a really good spot to put a lot of pressure on the opposing player. The Bills took their first shot. They have board position. They've now put it in the Chiefs' hands of, hey, how are you going to combat this? And the Bills, they can't be sloppy. they got to make the right moves. they got to move the right chess pieces. They can't leave a pawn exposed. They can't leave their queen exposed. They can't make mistakes that open the door for the Kansas City Chiefs. They can't lose games that they're supposed to win. They have to be consistent. They have to continue to play the way that they did yesterday. Just an inspiring effort all around. And, man, is it fun to come here on this show on a Tuesday, Monday, a week after NFL action, we got some positivity to talk about because the entire state of New York football, all won, all had big moments. Because these are not just random regular season games. I could pick moments where the Bills the, the, the Bills win, the Giants win, and the Jets win, although for those last two teams it's been few and far between. But for it to all happen on the same weekend and for it to all happen in big moments, the Giants beating the Ravens, a big moment for them to get to 5-1. That's a good Ravens team that they beat. For the Jets to go into Lambeau and beat the Green Bay Packers... Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost two in a row before that under the floor. To go into Lambeau, no one's beaten Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau since 2019, since pre-pandemic. And the Bills go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs? I mean, think about the magnitude of those three games. These are not just any normal regular season wins. These could be franchise-altering wins. If the Bills make a run and go to the Super Bowl, you're going to look back at this moment as something. If the Jets and Giants make the playoffs, you're going to look at wins like this that set up the course in the early part of the season for these teams to have success. So, man, is it a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on all three of these teams, and, and maybe we'll talk about them soon. But to have all three teams in New York have a big day like this, I had to talk about it. It had to be the focus of today's show. Oh, and one more thing. Remember earlier how I talked about the parity in the National Football League? There are seven, eight teams that either have one loss or fewer or one win or fewer. Let me read them to you. It's the Buffalo Bills at 5-1. and one. It's the Houston Texans at 1-3-1. and one. And it's the Las Vegas Raiders at 1-4 and four in the AFC. In the NFC, you got the Eagles at 6-0, and oh, the Vikings at 5-1, and one, the Giants at 5-1, and one, and then the Lions at Panthers both having one win. That's it. Everybody else has at least two wins. The parity is real this year. There is an opportunity for teams that we are not talking about to make surprise playoff runs because a lot of the teams that we thought were going to be really good so far through six weeks are showing some warts. So parity is real in the National Football League this year, and that's why stories like the Giants and Jets are so much fun for us in the National Football League. 
That's going to do it for the Tuesday edition of TDN Daily. I'll talk to everybody tomorrow.